This is Ed Cohen, editor and publisher of Global HR News, globalbusinessnews.net, and your host today on globalradiotalkshow.com. So our special guest today is Rachel Smets, who's now living in British Columbia, but she's been a world traveler with a corporate experience. She's been a TEDx speaker, and she's written a book called Living Abroad Successfully. And let's say hello to Rachel. Hi, Edwin. Hi. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I'm delighted to have you. So I want you to briefly tell our listening audience who are primarily 60% are located in the U.S., 20% in Europe, about 15% in Asia Pacific, and that, of course, includes China and Singapore and Australia, India also, and about 4% in Latin America, about 1% in Middle East Africa. About 90% are business-to-business, and that usually falls within the corporate human resources-related, talent management-related areas and principals as well as services and product developers. And the audience is worldwide, but 60% U.S., Canada. Okay, so your background originally was in a corporate role. Uh, Briefly tell us about your corporate background and how that led you to being a nomad. Okay, let's go back in time a little bit. Let's see. Well, my life abroad started before the corporate world. But let's see, where do I start? I was an entrepreneur. And in my very early 20s, I was just 20, actually. And I was in contact with a lot of expats living abroad. And I started to get really, really interested in that. Like, "Mm, what is it like to live in another country? And so I'm talking about 2003, where I made the jump, you know, and my first country I moved to was Spain. I'm cutting a long story short here, and I'll tell you why. But that was something I did on my own. It was something I decided on my own. I took a year long to research, to prepare, to plan, to talk to a lot of people, because if there's one message I want to say, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're doing, no matter what job, but before you go abroad, Take the time to prepare and plan it well. Don't just jump from a cliff. Don't jump from the airplane and, you know, people say, oh, follow your heart, just do it. Yeah, but, you know, think think, and plan, okay? I always like to prepare well and plan well and then everything else goes so smoothly. So that was the first time. And I actually went to university and did my master's degree when I was 33, 34, 35. And so that's when I entered the corporate world. And I had several managers' jobs. I was commercial manager. I was, well, anyway, I don't want to go into the details. But that's when I still had this vibe of, well, I still want to go abroad and I still want to find jobs abroad. So I had these these degrees and I actually just started looking for jobs, but then managers' jobs in other countries. And so the reason I say this is that because I have been living abroad in different countries on my own, doing my research on my own, finding a job on my own, but I've also been relocated by the corporate company where you get a relocation company, they help you find a house, they help you with the whole paperwork and the visa and all of that. So I've been in both, both worlds, I would say. Uh, that's why I'm giving you the long, the long story here. And so, yeah, and 
that's what I've been doing. And I just, I just, then I left the corporate world years ago and, uh, and, and, and because I just want to continue traveling and traveling more often, because if you relocate it, it's usually for one, two, three years. And now I'm like, well, I want to be here in Canada for three months. And then I want to go somewhere else for three or six months. And then I want to go somewhere else again. So I'm, um, I'm switching faster right now. So let me ask you a question about one of your books, Awaken Your Confidence. So is this your own story as well as talks with others? Absolutely. And it's actually more talks with others and a lot of tips. Yeah. By the way, just to come back to your previous question, my book, Living Abroad Successfully, is all about the preparation, the planning, what you need to think about, all of the steps from preparation to moving to settling in to cultural differences. So just just know that. And then you're mentioning now my other book, which is Awaken Your Confidence. And I actually interviewed 15 people that are in all kinds of areas of life and anywhere all over the world, let's say. So you have 15 different people that are successful in what they're doing. Successful is something you can define no matter how. You can be a successful mother and you can be a successful um, author or you can be a successful business consultant. You know, it, it, it really doesn't matter. Successful is something uniquely how you define it. But they all had one threat in common and that is they have raised their confidence. They started with low confidence and they were able to raise that. And one of the chapters is my story, just one of the chapters, because I'm the same. But I wanted to make sure I had proof of all of the other people, you know, like, hey, wait a minute, how did you do that? And then I've learned through all these interviews. And, and that's why I wrote the whole book. And the whole second part of that book is just nothing but hacks, confidence hacks. Like, how can you increase your confidence? Because it is a skill. It's like going to the gym and, and pumping up your muscles. That's a skill. It's, it's confidence is something you can learn. Anybody can learn. And by taking the small steps, yeah, you can you, you can learn to grow your confidence easily. And me, by overcoming all of the challenges of living in different countries, definitely, definitely increased my confidence for sure. Because I used to be super shy, timid, not talking to anybody. And now I'm a TEDx speaker speaking on stages and, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing. So, hey, it is possible. Okay. Now I need to ask you about the trials and tribulations, <laughs> not, not just the successes. And I'm happy to hear that, of course. But mm. to build your confidence, it's not a straight line, is it? Mm. Um, it zigs and zags, ins and outs, and, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I have a few things I want to say about that. No, absolutely. And I like to talk about mistakes and failures because that's the only way through it. It's the only way you're going to grow and develop yourself if you make mistakes and if you have failures. And I even encourage people to make mistakes. And I even use the quote that I love, which is, I never make the same mistake twice. I make it five or six times just to make sure. <laughs> That yeah. is great. That I is, love that that's quote. inspiring, I love actually. Inspiring. I really love it because, <laughs> you know, the, the more you make mistakes, the more you learn and the more you have feedback. So one of the chapters in my book is failure is feedback. You learn so much. Edison, did, did he fail 10,000 times before that light bulb gave light? No, he just kept trying and trying and trying 9,999 times. He didn't fail. You know, you just keep on trying. And one of the things to grow your confidence and to learn is by taking action. If you sit back and you think, oh, I can't do that. Okay, well, then you can't. But if you think, well, I'm going to try, 
you know, try and try and try and take action. And taking action means getting over your fears and getting out of your comfort zone. And ooh, are we so afraid of getting out of our comfort zone? Because yeah, I mean, you know, this is so cozy and I've just been doing the same thing over and over the rest of, for all my life. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Well, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, then nothing will change. But right. if you want to have improvement in your life and you want to achieve something in your life and you want to go towards your dream, you're going to have to ch go out of that comfort zone. You have to. There is no other way. Nobody will take your hand and no money is going to fall from the trees here and, and you're not going to be handed a golden platter. No, you have to take action. Because another thing people think is like, oh, you know, well, well, he has this and, and she has that and he has a perfect body and he has a perfect business and perfect business. You know, stop comparing yourself, but go and do it yourself and, and stop having these fears. Fear, shake hands with your fear make fear your friend and step out of that comfort zone and make that change in your life and is it easy no does it take effort yes but that's the only way if you want to achieve something then go in and take those little small steps small steps okay you don't climb a mountain i mean you don't look at the top of the mountain thinking well i can't get at the top no but break it down into hills and take these small steps. You want to you wanna become a big director of a company, small steps. You don't become that from one day to the next. No, but you, but you take small steps. So I'm looking at your site here. If I can jump out for a minute, we'll get back to that. Um, so were you at the uh, World Economic Forum? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to speak again on the end of March in Portugal. Yeah. Oh, how cool. What are you going to talk yeah. about? I have three topics I signed myself up for, um, and it's um, going to be about balance in life and about health and about, what's the third again, being responsible of your own life. Interesting. That's quite an honor. That's, that's great. And I see you're also a global goodwill ambassador. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you get to be one of those? Yeah, I was nominated and I was selected. And it's just by referral of somebody else that suddenly I'm like, I got this certificate. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> do the things that you love and sometimes good things, you know, happen and, you know, you get nominated and I love it. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. So I see that you're also an experienced TED speaker. Yeah. Uh, now, TED is not a guy, but it's like, uh, technical education design or something like that is that what that's yeah. all about ted.com and tedx.com it's um, you can find everything there but it's people are sometimes really addicted to listening to ted talks because you can find ted talks about any topic that you can imagine and it's always very very inspiring and you, you learn so much with ted talks and yeah it's it's a high level high quality speech you know and it's always between zero and 20 minutes maximum and it's yeah it's it's all kinds of topics that you can find on their website so i'm i'm really proud that i've done too yeah so let me ask you speaking for 18 or 20 minutes is more frightening for me than mm. thinking about speaking for 60 minutes actually yeah so how did you narrow yourself down <laughs> yeah it's um even for this conference it's 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 only 10 minutes well i say only but speaking inspirational and motivational for 10 or 15 minutes it has to be content and value packed in a way that you entertain the audience 
from the first second to the last second and that you take him through and that nobody's falling off there and keeping attention. So it's pretty challenging and it takes a lot of preparation. And like you, I'm also a trainer. So if I give a workshop that's like four hours long, I love it because you interact with the audience and it's just four hours just fly by, you know, and I'm doing cultural differences workshops and things like that because I, I love doing that. But speaking with no interaction and just giving, 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 yeah, it's all in preparation, Edwin. It, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure from your experience, you know, it's all in the preparation, creating a really good, solid speech with a good hook and a good conclusion. And the main thing is the message. You know, TED stands for an idea worth spreading. And in every speech that I give, I always keep that in mind, even if it's not a TEDx talk. It's like, what is the message here that I want people to have? For, you know, what the one that I'm just talking about now is like, okay, you are responsible of your own life, nobody else. You're going to be 90 years old looking back to your life and whose life have you going to, you know, did you live yours or someone else's? Did you always want to be somebody else or did you really take a responsibility of your life and achieve the things that you wanted to do? I mean, I'm living my life abroad sorry to keep going, this is the last thing. I live my life abroad because I don't want to grow old thinking, what if I had done it? I do not want to think the what if. So I'm doing it. And that's the message that I want to give to people. You can do it. You have to take responsibility. So along the way, living abroad, you obviously immerse yourself in the different traditions and cultures, each area. So was that easy to do for you? Yes and no. The thing is that I became really passionate about those cultural differences in every country. So I'm very, very intrigued by it. Whereas for a lot of people, I've noticed a lot of frustration going on. Because if you stick to your own roots and you come into a completely new culture and you have to adapt to new foods and you can't find the food that you're used to, and you have to speak a new language and you miss your own language and you just want to cry out and say something and shout out something, but nobody understands you, then, you know, it, it can be very frustrating. For me, it's intriguing because I'm so passionate about it and because it's what I teach and preach and I do workshop and trainings about its cultural differences. So every time I look for those differences, but it's also why communication goes wrong. And, and between businesses, if you, do business, if you do business with the other side of the world, you know, for example, in the US, we're pretty punctual, whereas in India, people are not punctual at all. So how do you deal with that? And if you say, well, you know, we have deadlines and can you finish this project by Monday 8 a.m., you know, we're going to finish that. But in India, they're like, yes, yes, man, we're going to finish it, but it's not going to be finished. So how do you deal with all of that? You know, so so for me, it's intriguing. But it can cause a lot of frustration, a lot of stress, a lot of homesickness if you are abroad. So, yeah, it's definitely very, very, very important to try to adapt to another culture. Mm, this is great. And to be more cultural sensitive. That's actually the word I was going to use. So let's talk about living abroad successfully. Mm -hmm. What, where, when, how, awaken confidence. I guess it's all tied together, right? There are two completely separate books. The one is really focused on confidence and how to grow your confidence. The other one is completely focused on how to live abroad, what you need to do, you know, the what, where, when, how. So one's strategic and one's tactics. Yeah. Cool. All right. So on the book, Living Abroad, okay. mm -hmm. successfully, is it aimed for women? Oh, well, any gender. Mm -hmm. Definitely not gender specific, not at all. 
So what is the first thing? Oh my God, I just got a divorce or uh, it's going to be a divorce coming and I, I got to get out of this place, you know, like the old rock and roll song. And so, uh, yeah, I've always thought about going to Italy so or, or Greece. Mm-hmm. So I guess you need a passport, number one, but number two, you need some money. Mm-hmm. And yep. so a person who's just breaking out and going away, I mean, the vacation lasts for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. then you got to pay for stuff and the reality is there. So yep. what do you do? What's the, ah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, then, then you just follow the steps in my book. And I, I have a course as well on it. It's, it's um, you know, exactly how to do it in a, in a video course. But my book takes you through all those steps because you say the first thing is, you know, I need, I need money. That's true. But it's actually, I think, the third chapter. Because the first thing is, is realizing who you are and why you're moving abroad. Because there's still so many people that think, oh, you know, living abroad, it's like a holiday. You know, I like Italy. I've always gone there, you know, as a holiday and, you know, the beach and and the weather and it's great. So, yeah, so I'm going to live there. And then they move and it's like um, after a few weeks, mm, yeah, I need money, you know, and I miss my family. And ooh, people talk Italian. I don't know Italian. And oh, pasta every day, really? You know, I just want my beans or and that and and that's where it goes wrong so so the first chapter in my book is who are you and why do you want to move you know what's the real you are you okay with a big change like that or are you the person that says well every sunday i go to the to the pub with my buddies and i or every saturday evening i go to the movies or every friday i visit my aunt you know, if that is really your routine and you love that so much, then you're going to be so homesick. How are you going to move abroad? So that would be chapter one. Chapter two would be the reason. You know, why are you moving abroad? What are you looking for? If you have problems where you are now, the problems are not going to fade away when you move. So think about that. You know, you know what, 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 is, your, what is your reason really to go abroad? And then comes, comes the money, of course. What are you going to do? Do you still have a job? Do you have savings? Because going abroad, you always end up spending more. And then actually, you know, one of the chapters is also preparation and do your research. Like which country? Is it a country you like just because of the holidays? Or is it a country where you know you will find a job easily? You know, what is your destination? What is it that you need to feel happy abroad? And that's when you're going to search a destination that fits right with you. So I love a warm climate, but I also need to work, you know, so I kind of, so the preparation is key. The preparation is really key. Like what type of research, who are you, where will you go? What's your destination? And then the the best tip is also, if you finally decided on a destination, you know exactly, and you have planned, then go on a discovery trip and go to that Italy, if it's Italy, and, and spend the week there, but not with a holiday mindset, with a mindset of, okay, could I really live here? Could I really do that? Would I really feel like it? Can I connect to the neighbors? Do I know where? You know, go on a discovery trip. That's what I've done every single time. And I had discovery trips where I was like, oh, oh no, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to live here. I'm happy I came here for a week. I'm going back. I'm not going to live here. So there you go. I mean, there's um, quite a few things and I can go on talking for another few hours here. But I think that that I hope that answers your question. It does for a start, yeah. So looking at your video catalog here, how to meet people and get invited, 
Mm-hmm. Location is everything when moving abroad. Create new changes in your life. How to make friends in a new city. That you is the what? next step. Like First, there's a whole preparation and the planning, right? And then comes the day that you move. And then when you arrive in a new country, that's when that's when you need to feel at home as soon as possible. And that's when you want to avoid being homesick and feeling lonely. The one thing that people come to me all the time is like, I'm bored. I'm lonely. I miss my family. And that's what is you can avoid. You can avoid quickly by and I'm, I'm doing it over and over again. You can avoid it quickly by making friends, by meeting people, by building a routine, by settling in. By, you know, and, and that's what I want people to do. It's like, OK, you arrive abroad. Don't spend months sitting miserably bored to death and lonely and homesick. No way. Don't do it. You know, go out there and do these things and take these steps because you can do it. And then you feel like, oh, I feel like I belong here and I feel at home and I don't miss my native home anymore. And that is so important because the worst thing you want to do is having to go back and feel like I failed. You know, there's my dream and I failed. I have to go back. You don't want that, right? Yeah. So it's very interesting speaking with you. I'm learning so much. Uh, So when you say in video number two, location is everything. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. That's what I was mentioning. It's the same as destination, location, destination, because, you know, everybody's different. Some people say like, oh, I want to go in the middle of nowhere and start a farm or something. I don't know. And some people are like, you know, like me, I'm single. So I need people around me. I don't want to be alone in, you know, it depends. Do you have a family? Are you single? Do you Are you alone? You know, so. So for me, I need to make sure there's people around me. There is a town or a little city or a gym I can go to and and places I can meet people and little cafes and restaurants. And some people like a city, like being in the middle of the city. So your location is so important, the destination where you're going to. If you're relocated by a company, you may want to be close to the highway and close to the company. If you have a car, if you don't have a car, you know, you want to be in a location that you can ride your bike and be on walking distance of everything. So there's so many aspects to think about, but the location is everything because you can have a location that is an amazing nature. That's what I was showing in the video. It's like and the nature was just just magnificent. But I would be bored to death and feeling lonely like hell, you know? So so think about that. When you choose a destination, a location, who are you and what are your needs? But if you're a couple and you're like, oh, we just love being out here in the silence and not hear anything but animals and birds, well, great. But everybody's different. So make your choice, you know, for your own unique self. Well, I thank you so much for being my guest on Global Radio Talk Show. This has been fabulous, speaking with you, Rachel Smits. Uh, So on LinkedIn, it's R-A-C-H-E-L-S-M-E-T-S. And people can see this wealth of information I'm looking at now. And yeah, my uh, website as my, well. Every every social media and my website, rachelsmits.com. If you know my name, then you find me on all of the youtube and videos and everywhere on my name so rachel smith you did you should pronounce it really well edwin thank you so much (laughs) thank you thanks for putting up with me today so you've created an amazing experience for me today 
and I think for our audience. And I could tell you've created amazing experiences abroad for you and for mm-hmm. others, meeting new people, tasting new foods, finding your way around, settling in, feeling mm-hmm. at home in a mm-hmm. quote-unquote stranger place. Yeah. So I'd like you to come back again. Let's stay in touch. And Great. this has been a wonderful experience. So the new book is Live Abroad Successfully. And you can get it through you or through Amazon? Or? Any online bookstore, paperback, Kindle, anywhere. It's anywhere you want. Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, everywhere. So <laughs> Very nice. And the cover is great. Living Abroad Successfully by Rachel Smets. It's mm-hmm. a rural scene, a beautiful springtime summer day with a backpack with stuff in it in the middle of the road. <laughs> so yeah. backpack uh, with a house in it. So it's not just a backpack travel book. It's definitely uh, your house and household and everything goes with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, thanks again. Thank you. And have a great weekend. This is Ed Cohen signing off from San Diego, and that was Rachel Smits, author of Living Abroad Successfully from British Columbia. Take care. Myself, what a wonderful.